Hey, hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Building Better Businesses podcast, where we talk mindset, marketing, and business building strategies. I'm your host, Shakina Johnson, and this is the podcast for those wanting to start their entrepreneurial journey and create a business and lifestyle they love. You can find detailed show notes on jsrvision.com. And so today, I'm here with special guest, Ryan Stanley, who is a life and self-leadership coach, helping others live life on purpose and take responsibility for their actions. So, which I think we all need a little bit of. So, <laughs> hi, Ryan. How are you doing today? Hey, Shakina. Getting better by the minute. Thank you so awesome. much for asking. Super excited to be here. Glad to have you aboard. So, I, I'm really excited about this episode because you have a book that speaks to what I believe um, newer entrepreneurs go through and, and kind of need guidance on. So yes. um, we'll, we'll get to a little bit about that, but can you just sure. introduce yourself and you know what you do and we'll start from there. Yeah, happily. And first of all, just I uh, want to share a little bit of gratitude. Thank you for giving me the opportunity and it's um, <laughs> to connect with you and your audience. It's super, yep. super fun. Uh, so yeah, again, my name is Ryan Stanley. I am, like you said, a, a, um, an author, but also a life and self-leadership coach. I've been a certified professional coach since 2009, so just over a decade. I typically work with people in all walks of life who are interested in um, just being the best version of themselves, you know, re recognizing that they may be stuck, they may be blocked, they may be held back by limiting beliefs, by past experiences. And so I connect with them on a weekly basis to get some clarity around who they are, how they're showing up, ask them some questions they probably wouldn't have thought to ask themselves because of any stresses or overwhelm, and guide them and, and help them direct their life to a more focused um, area, a more focused way of being, a more grateful, appreciative, recognizing uh, the value of life type of, of way. Um, I, I would say next to parenthood, coaching is the most fulfilling thing I've ever done, and I will absolutely do it on some level for the rest of my life. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, next to, next to parenting, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you know, what's funny is the two of them are very similar because they're both two places where I'm consistently teaching and learning at the same time. <laughs> is I've, uh, I have a nine-year-old, and I'm, I'm learning every single day and you yeah know more about yourself when you have to teach others or try to help others learn more about themselves um it's also an experience for you so definitely agreed there um, well and especially when it's your own child and it is this place where there is uh, for me i never really um I, I i can say that i never really understood what unconditional love was until i became a parent mm -hmm. and when you get to this point where these people are the most important people on earth to you like literally um, you do want to be the best that you can. And, and at the same time, we're all humans, right? <laughs> and we yeah. have stressful moments and we're working with children who act out or get stressed in a different type of a way and don't always seem logical. Uh, sometimes it takes some, some intention and purpose to be uh, more, more present with them. So yeah. it's always and, an adventure. And that's what you do, right? You help and people. That's exactly what I do, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what you do. So tell us, um, before your coaching, though, you were in an entirely different career. Can you talk yeah. about that and how you transition to what you're doing now? Definitely. So I've always been a bit of a, a, you know, an entrepreneur in some capacity, but really even going back to when I was 18, I started off working in multi-level marketing, like not working, that was, that was my first entrepreneurship. Um, like it was, it was a direct marketing company. I, I've owned my own daycare center with my father when I was a younger person, or I just worked in startups. But in 2008, I, was, I had an artist management company. So I was managing a bunch of bands. And I loved it. I, I love working with creative people. I love the entrepreneur uh, side of things. Uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that musicians are actually entrepreneurs. And they are, you know, creating a product that they want to sell to the masses for a living. 
a lot of time we just think of them as artists, we think of them as musicians or creators but, but, or creative people, but they're also definitely entrepreneurs. But they also don't necessarily surround themselves with other entrepreneurs or haven't really taken any, um, haven't gotten any entrepreneurial guidance. And so what I loved most about artist management was connecting with people and letting them know that it was a business and, that, and letting that they know that they could set huge goals and that we could accomplish them. And that mindset was important no matter what you're doing, especially when you're in an industry that's as, as large as the music one is. And so I love being there to inspire people, especially when a lot of the time musicians who are unique and creative people sometimes um, don't get a lot of support from people at home or from friends or, you know, again, it's, it's a tough industry to get into. So they have a lot more people telling them they're not going to make it, which includes themselves, right? They're, they're, their internal dialogue is that oh, it's too difficult. It's not going to make it. Nobody's going to like this. A lot of self-judgment. And so I loved serving them in the way of showing them what the truth was and helping them step into it. That being said, I didn't love dealing with shady club owners. <laughs> and I didn't love, I was working with the band and half the members didn't want to show up to practice on time or care how many gigs we got. And it turned more into babysitting than it was really more about, you know, creating something as a team. Um, I live in New Jersey, but I was working often in New York City. And so it was at a time in my life, I was just getting ready to start a family. And to be out until, in New York City until three o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday on a regular basis wasn't always ideal either. And to be honest with you, sometimes I just didn't love the music. Really awesome people. They might have had a great following. But, you know, to be, again, out until two o'clock in the morning, listening to the same music over and over again and not necessarily even liking it and then having to sell it sometimes just felt unauthentic. Mm -hmm. And so in October of 2008, like three times in the, in the month that the term coach came up, life coach, business coach, something like that. And I, and I was like, each time it did, I was like, well, that sounds like what I, I really do. That sounds like who I am. Uh, so I started doing some research and I got uh, enrolled. I got certified in 2009. And initially for the first five or six years, I worked with just specifically musicians. So I kept my same audience. I was able to get rid of all the things that I didn't like about what I was doing and increase all the things that I was, that I did like about what I was doing. And, you know, going through coach training, learn a lot about myself along the way. So my own personal development journey was, was increased. Um, and as I was doing that, actually, so I was certified at a, a company called IPEC, the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. Uh, they're one of the top coach training programs in the world, if not the top. And so while I was trained there, I met a lot of the leadership and I actually ended up, they actually asked me to come work for them. And I had a couple different roles there, but one of them was the, the first ever internal coach where I coached their staff and I worked with anybody from entry level all the way up to the CEO and I coached people on a regular basis there. And so as I did that, I was able to expand my, my coaching ability and expand the type of people I, I like to work with to really anybody who's seriously interested in being a best version of themselves. And so since then, I've gone and I've, I've coached doctors, I coach authors, I coach, you know, still I work with a lot of musicians as well. Um, but I really want to focus on people who know that life can be better than it is for them and are willing to take action to, do, to make it happen. So that's an awesome journey. Um, yeah. There's a few parallels there between you and me. Um, you, you kept hearing the term coach thrown at you when you were yep. you know, dealing with other people. And it was the same for me. Um, again, I, I, my background, freelance writer, web designer, and what I heard was coaching <laughs> being thrown yeah. you know people coming to me uh for one thing or another but mostly about starting their business and what i should do shouldn't do uh path i should take and whatnot and it also became a journey where um you know there's life life coaching in that as well but of course it it does take you on a journey <laughs> it does well and that's the thing as you're learning to rec to help others recognize fears and blocks and limiting beliefs and things that keep them back you start recognizing the same things in yourself that you didn't even know were there mm -hmm. And, you know, as you learn to coach people and really get to the deep, you know, core of what their challenges are and, and what their truth is, 
your own internal dialogue begins to change and you start to coach yourself on a regular basis. And when challenging situations come up, instead of being at the effect of life, you know, you start to live on purpose and you start to coach yourself around what, what's the best solution here? How, how can I show up my very best? And as you start to do that and really step into it, uh, to your point, it, it's a pretty powerful journey. And I'm, I'm super blessed uh, to have been, to, to have found it, right? To found the path. Yeah, yeah. And that leads us directly into your book, right? Be patient, be present, be joyful. Tell us what made you start that journey writing that yeah yeah so um first of all as i mentioned i've kind of always i've always been a, a an entrepreneur of some sport I, i'm certainly a coach and an author but i have a couple of their small projects and a couple of their businesses here and there and so as a creative person in general and i think i never sat and say oh i can't wait to write a book what can i write a book about i think over 10 years of coaching i saw some common themes come up in myself but in my clients and my friends and my family it just seemed like the average person was having a challenge recognizing the ability to create patience in their life or the ability to create presence. And obviously with that, without patience, without presence, you're lacking in joy. And so I'm also the type of person who does not like to read. <laughs> and, uh, and I, that's not to say that, that, what was that? An author who doesn't like to read. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's not to say that I don't see books are valuable. I mean, extremely valuable. There are books out there that have changed my life and there's so much amazing information out there. But my brain, uh, like after X amount of pages, I just find myself reading the same page over and over again, or it might be a, a book that's 300 pages long and I'll get to like 212 pages of it and I just, my, I just don't pick it back up. So I wanted to, in the self-help space, I wanted to write a book for people like me in that, in that area, people who don't necessarily want to spend a month or a week reading a book. And if you're having a really tough day, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling anxiety, and you just need um, you know, something to fix in the moment, that's the type of book that I wanted to, to write. And so, as you mentioned, the, the name of the book is Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful, but there's a subtitle of a first aid kit for the emotional bumps, scrapes, and bruises of life. And so it was created in a sense, really for two ways. One, to be a, something that you can read straight through from beginning to end, and if you do, you could probably get it done in about 30 minutes. 35 minutes is nothing too extensive at all. There's a lot of awesome illustrations in it. There's quotes on every page that, you know, it's, it's made an easy read. It's small. You can carry it in your pocket. You can carry it in your purse. You can put it in your glove compartment. You can carry it with you, whatever you need to, as a first aid kit. Um, and as you read through it, there's obviously some very, you know, literal steps that you can take in patience and presence and joy. And it's spelled out for you very clearly. But then also, as a kind of a second way it was created was to be a, um, you could literally pick it up at any, and open to any page. And something on there would serve you. You wouldn't have had to read it. Um, it's kind of one of these things, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed. What does the universe have for me today? And open up to a random page and see what's on there. And there's either going to be a quote from someone else or myself. There's going to be highlighted texts. There's going to be all sorts of different things that you can just find that, that can serve you in the moment. And so I really just wanted to create something for everybody um, that didn't take a ton of effort and it could be something that they could, could really sit with and be with and share with others as well. Okay, perfect. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. I always enjoy the fact, I always enjoy books like that because that's like one of my favorite things um, <laughs> where I could just open yeah. it up and just kind of go to a specific session, section and, and just kind of read it from there. Because like you said, sometimes we don't want to read 200 and something pages for yeah. a point to get to a point. And, well, and especially if you're having a tough day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> sometimes you don't want to talk to anybody. Never mind read a whole, you know, giant book. Right. So, um, and and the book itself is very conversational. It's also written in like a very just kind of the way I speak, more or less. Mm -hmm. And it's broken up into five chapters. There's a prologue. There's three chapters and an epilogue. Mm -hmm. And the, you know, I don't know who we are on time, but I, I, the, the short version is the the prologue is, is just points out that we are all creators. 
Yeah. Uh, and it's really important for people to recognize that in any stressful moment. Like at, at any given point, we're always creating something. Right yeah. now, you and I are creating two people uh, um, recording an awesome podcast, right? Mm -hmm. When you wake up in the morning, if you decide to put on blue shoes, blue pants, blue shirt, blue hat, you are creating a person dressed in blue. When you put, you know, peanut butter and jelly on two sides of bread and you put it together, you're creating a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. When you put a bunch of words on a piece of paper and put a period at the end, you've created a sentence. <laughs> I know all this seems obvious, but what people don't think about is, you know, we create laughter, we create joy, we create conversation, we create art, we create businesses. But sometimes, occasionally, and maybe in a year like 2020, we create stress and we create anxiety and we create anger. And it's not that those things aren't valid based on life experience, but it is important for us to recognize that we are creating them. They are coming from within. They are based on our thoughts and then our body has a physical reaction, which comes across in anger or stress or anxiety. Mm -hmm. So the prologue just talks about that, make everybody aware of it. And then chapter one is, you know, obviously patience. So a lot of the time, if you're stressed, if you're overwhelmed, it has a lot to do with there not being enough time, right? I didn't get this done in time. I'm late for this. I should be farther along in my life. I'm waiting on something somewhere. And that in itself is impatience, which is, again, it's understandable. It's, it makes sense based on your life experience. But it's important to recognize that you are creating that impatience. So chapter one talks about what would it be like now that you know you are creating something at all, all times, what would it be like to create a person who is patient? How does patience feel? How would a person who is patient behave in this moment? And when you get curious and you start to create for the sake of creation, because, the, because you can, as a conscious being, right, create this, as a business person, as an entrepreneur, if you're feeling stressed, you're feeling overwhelmed that, hey, I didn't get these numbers in time or I didn't get this person didn't get back to me or whatever, you could spend your physical energy being angry or stressed that it's not happening in time, or you could make time to use that same physical energy to create patience and then move forward with your business. And then chapter two is be present, create presence, talks about utilizing your five senses in any given moment. You're not worried about the past any longer. You're not worried about the future. You really just be here now and be the best version of yourself in the now. And then, you know, once you're patient and you're present, how would you rather be feeling? Why not create some joy? Create happiness. Think about someone you love unconditionally. Pet, you know, pet an animal that you love. Text, send somebody some, uh, a text, just sharing some gratitude for their existence. Gratitude plays a part in all of these things. There's always an opportunity to create gratitude. And that will, ascend, that will um, assist in patience, that will assist in presence, and that will clearly uh, you know, assist in joy. Yeah. And then the epilogue is keep going. Mm -hmm. you know, now that you're patient, now that you're present, it makes sense that you feel the way. It's okay on your worst day and on your best day. If you use those two words, you can never get off the path of your purpose. So keep going. So I love all the things you just said. <laughs> so uh, backing up just a little bit, starting with like chapter one about and being patient, right? Yeah. As new business owners, they tend to have a bit of impatience with them, right? A lot of them start their journey not knowing that it does take some time to, to build it up to your level or your definition of success. And we start doing things that doesn't make any sense, <laughs> like, um, uh, which I call like the out of moment syndrome where we do everything out of order. We, we create a website first, we uh, do our branding, our logo and everything else. But in the, the foundational part of it, because it's what I teach on, on for the most part is building those pillars that you need to in order to grow your business successfully and so people being impatient tend to skip over that step you know who's your target audience you know how do you find yeah. them where do you go how do you speak to them what type of content should you be creating and that level of impatience causes everything else to like you said we create stuff it causes us to be stressed <laughs> it causes us anxiety it takes us from our normal selves and 
puts us in a position where I, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. This is this is ludicrous. I this is, you know, absolutely. And it, it takes away from the focus of building the business when you when you're physically impatient and stressed. Exactly. You're, you're not focusing on what you could be and you're not being curious and you're not being you're not asking questions as to how can I make this this what am I missing right those, those types of questions <laughs> right and staring then, at what's happening to you exactly and then because we're feeling all of those things at the same time typically we tend to stop moving we stop and then like the message that you've said keep going right regardless just keep going one step in front of the other just keep movement keep moving towards what you set out to achieve so i love that it's included in your book and they're so relevant and, and some people don't think it it's that big of a deal but when you really think about it patience being present because you got to show up for your business right you got to show up in order for it to make it work and especially as a solo entrepreneur if you're not there no one else is going to be there if you don't care about it nobody else is going to care about it and you know having that ability to even refer to something like that to your book hopefully they you'll get it <laughs> to refer to it um i think it's a great motivational tool and like a self discovery and and journey that i think everybody needs to go on so i absolutely love love everything about it yeah thank you so much and I, but i also say here's the thing a lot of people entrepreneurs specifically or especially i should say you know you you mention patience to them and they're like well listen i'm not just going to sit around and do nothing and wait for things to happen mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not saying that at all in fact, quite the opposite uh it's really not sit around it's continue to work but not be worried about the outcome occurring yes. in fact it's really about creating gratitude for the outcome before it happens and think about how you want to feel in that area because then when you're feeling that all the time instead of stress or overwhelm or impatience if you're, if you're intentionally creating gratitude for the outcome that you're creating that's where you are and you're not worried about the future because you know you're, you're creating it and at the same time if along the way bumps and, and you know in the road occur of course they absolutely will or what people might even call failures occur, if you decide that this is happening for me and these are all lessons for me to be the, a better entrepreneur or build a better business, and you say, how can I learn from this experience instead of just thinking about how much it stinks, um, you know, that, that's, where, that's where your greatness lives. Greatness is recognizing that everything is happening for you. And when you realize that and take advantage of it and you say, if, if this was to be happening for me for any reason, what would that be? And you start genuinely being curious and then take action on whatever answers you come up with, Again, that's that's where the magic happens. Exactly, totally agree with everything you just said. Um, Love it. It just runs parallel to everything that business owners and new owners like need to hear and know. And yeah, I mean, being an entrepreneur, it's it's a a unique journey, mm -hmm. and it is something to your point that you need to step into every day because nobody is going to come save you, right? There, there's a there's <laughs> there's a piece of us that always wants like that that magical miracle millionaire to show them, hey, this is a great idea. Here's a here's million dollars. Go do whatever you want with it. Um, but that's not gonna happen, right? right. When we put out things that we, we to your point, we, we make the time to decide who our audience is, what type of content do I want to create? How do I want to really speak to them? And you, you I read a concept somewhere, and so I'm, this certainly is not mine, and you may even know who it is, um, but it's about getting true fans, right? If, if you can get, um, Yes. A thousand true fans and they spend a hundred dollars a minute. I don't know what your product is going to be, but let's just say they spend a minimum of a hundred dollars a year. That's a hundred thousand dollars a year you just made. But our job in the meantime is to create those true fans, to create some authenticity and some clarity around who I are. What is my brand? Who am I speaking to? But the problem is people feel like they need to speak to everybody and you're not McDonald's. You don't need to sell billions and billions. You just want, you just need to find out who your audience is 
and and target them specifically and be your true and authentic self and they will they will uh, you know people who are attracted to your vibe will find you and you know it's funny you mentioned that because i i was uh finishing a call with a client the other day and we talked about this very thing you don't need to serve everybody you're not going to serve everybody you can't serve everybody you are not yeah. super superwoman and when you think about the amount of money you actually need to survive live or just live comfortably you realize you don't need to serve an entire nation just a subset of it and totally. it doesn't it doesn't matter how you know how you go about that and what well what i mean by that is not necessarily serving the entire nation like you don't need to just market to everybody because this particular person wanted to do facebook ads and i'm like well who who's your who's your audience and she's like, well, women. Right. <laughs> Human beings with estrogen. Right. Like, that's that. We need to work on that. That's not right. going to work out. Dial um, that in a little bit. <laughs> so, um, like, when, again, you don't, it, it's interesting. I just find that how people seem to think they need to target everybody just to make a living, but it doesn't work. Well, and the other piece to it also is an example, like when I would work with musicians, a lot of the time, you know, obviously their goal is to be, selling out stadiums and to, to have millions of records sold mm -hmm. but if there happens to be any musicians out there and i'm sure there's a lot of other industries that can kind of tie this in what you don't realize is there are a ton of musicians out there who make a complete awesome living and you've never heard of them and mm -hmm. you never will right they said that they found a different niche maybe selling to commercials or selling to video games or selling to whatever or even just they, they've targeted in their own audience they found through the internet through social media and they're doing what they do best and speaking directly to them. And those are the people who are buying their stuff. And yeah. so sometimes, especially when we think it has to be this giant thing, it doesn't have to be this giant thing. Focus on who you want to be. Focus on deciding what you want your life to look like. I talk about, you know, to kind of then dial it back financially, right? What do I want my life to look like as a successful entrepreneur? Um, think about that every day. Focus on that and then take steps that will get you there. Mm -hmm. And then reassess. You know, take time to reassess as often as possible. Agreed. All right. Well, thank you for that. Um, so backtracking just a little bit so you've worked with various types of people so you've had the the journey of just kind of <laughs> dealing with them on multiple levels so yeah. for entrepreneurs starting out right um in mm -hmm. industries industries mostly like service professionals what advice do you have for them starting getting started now um so first of all you know just to kind of I wouldn't say this is always the first thing, but really since it's been part of a topic is, I know we kind of covered it already, but be patient with yourself, right? It's not going to happen in a day. It's not going to happen in a week. It's not going to happen in a month uh, necessarily, right? It could, but it likely won't. Might might not even happen in a year, like meaning complete success, right? So just be aware of that and step into it anyway. The other thing, which is uh, along those same things as far as starting out, start today. Like just start doing stuff, start learning, start asking questions. Find some people out there who are in your industry. Find out what they're doing. Do research. Go on YouTube. Go on Google. Whatever. Find different things in your industry and see what others are doing. Find out the ones that are work. Uh, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Um, I talked about be patient. I talked about you, know, you do need to be consistent as well. It's something that you do need to work on every single day. And sometimes that's going to include weekends. And I'm not saying that you can never have friends or, or fun with your friends. You can never go out and do anything. But I think being aware, is this a, a good question you can be consistently asking yourself building any business is whatever you're doing at any point in the day, is this the best use of my time? And I say that in a sense, if you're watching TV, if you're going out to the bars, if you're going doing the things that aren't necessarily building your business, 
you know, there will be time for, for stuff like that at some point. But if you're just starting off, in my opinion, you really do need to spend a lot of time focusing on your business as much as you can. And in those moments when you do it, you know, we all need breaks in here and there. And I'm not, again, saying don't ever try to be entertained. But I am saying those moments when you feel like I just kind of want to relax and not necessarily do physical work or, or you know, I mean, like writing down or typing or emails or, or marketing. Um, let's find some YouTube or, or some movies or documentaries that can serve your purpose. Always be feeding your brain to, to take you to the next level. Because otherwise, I mean, in my opinion, it's just, it's kind of a waste of time. And, and the most successful people out there, I think you'll find are not going to be the ones that are wasting their time binge watching, you know, six seasons of something on Netflix. Uh, the, so that comes to mind as well. Be intentional with your time, be patient with yourself and show up as often as possible. Well said. Thank you for that. Those are the first things that popped up. And I'm sure there's a bunch more. <laughs> Usually is, right? <laughs> um, yeah, again, thank you for that. So where can people purchase your book and sign up with you? Yeah, definitely. Um, and thank you for asking. So you can, obviously, it's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Nobles. Anywhere where books are sold, as they say. Uh, you can also, um, you can go to ryanstanley.com, which is my website. That's R-Y-A-N-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y.com. And from there, there'll be a button on the top that says, be patient, be present, be joyful. Feel free to click on that. And if you buy a book actually from that page, uh, I will send you one signed, a signed copy. And actually also come, depending on my availability, with a complimentary coaching session. Um, so that's there. And then also, listen, I mean, 2020 has been a crazy year. So if you're just not in a space, maybe you're just starting off a business and you're, you're really kind of just, you know, everything's coming out of your pocket for your business. Uh, if you if you want the complimentary copy, you can also go to ryanstanley.com slash free dash ebook and you can download a free PDF. Uh, and that's for, you know, because it's, I, I, my, my, my intention is to serve, right? My intention is to get this out to as many people as possible. And so if what you've heard today or if you align with my vibe and you feel like it's something I could serve you, feel free to go over there and download a free copy. I will say the physical copy is awesome because you can carry it around with you. Like I said, you can take notes. There's actually even a spot for notes in it. So it's kind of cool. And it's also something you can share with others. But if that's not ideal for you, please feel free to download a free copy as well. That's awesome. Thank you for that. And where can people yeah. find you on social media? Uh, social media, you, I mean, if you go to ryanstanley.com, all my, my social buttons are on there, but I'm definitely on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Uh, all the, all the, the, basic, the basic spaces. I was on Snapchat for a while, but not. Uh, not <laughs> yeah, I think I fell off the bandwagon with Snapchat yeah. as well. It's a good try. <laughs> I think people are gravitating towards uh, TikTok at this point, but yeah. I'm not there yet. But yeah, I've yet to venture myself. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Ryan. This has been a blast. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add and, and share with the audience? Yeah, actually, um, since you asked, and thank you for asking. And for, before I say that, I will say really thank you for, for having me. This went by super fast in a great way. Um, and I think most great conversations seem to go that way. So I appreciate your, your, your presence and your authenticity with me. Um, but I will say this, listen, whether you're being, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, whatever you're doing, th there's an opportunity for you today to decide who you want to be in all areas of your life. And if you haven't made time to sit down and literally write that out, in my opinion, you, you, it, it's a great opportunity to do so today because nobody, like I said earlier, nobody's coming to save you. It, it is your responsibility. Life is a gift. There's literally gravity, oxygen, and sunlight out there for you so that you can exist today. What are you doing with it? Right? It's an important question for me to ask. I ask myself every day. So decide who you want to be. First of all, so, so it's kind of a three-step thing I just want to share. 
Decide who you want to be, write it down, get real clarity on it. A lot of time when I work with my clients, it's like they say, oh, I just want to be famous. Or I just want to be rich. Or it's like, okay, well, what does that even mean? What do I want my life to look like? So decide what that is. Write it down, then decide that it's a possibility, right? Decide that this can actually happen and get rid of any negative thoughts or comments that go into your brain that tell you otherwise or give you any reason why it can't be. Decide for yourself that this is a possible outcome and I have the ability to make it happen. Then create gratitude for that outcome and sit in time thinking about what your life will feel like, how, what type of emotions will be in your life if you live that life that you've just created. Because you are creating it in your mind by put, and, and by putting it on paper, you, you're creating a blueprint. Then the next day, wake up in the morning and read that out loud. Think about it, feel it, read it out loud, and then take action on it every single day in some capacity. And you know, just real quick, I'll go back to you know, friends, family type of thing. Again, I'm not saying you can never have fun, you know, for me, I've, I've very clearly written down. I read it when I wake up. I read it when I go to bed. Sometimes I read it at lunchtime. And it involves my family as well, like being a great dad, being a great husband. And so on a Saturday afternoon, if I'm spending time with my, my family, sometimes I'm like, oh, I could be working. But it's also important for me to be present with my family. So I'm saying take action in some capacity on this, this North Star every day. Uh, and eventually magic will unfold before you. And uh, you'll, you'll have that life that you deserve. Thank you for that. I think everybody needs to hear that right? Um, Those three steps, because we tend to lose, forget ourselves, especially new people just starting out. They tend to work and work and work and forgetting that there's a life outside of doing all those things, which necessarily isn't a bad thing, but you also have to remember how to live again, (laughs) right? Trying to get your business off the ground is one thing, completely ignoring your family and friends um, and forgetting how, you know, what the sunlight feels like, you know, forgetting how to soak up some vitamin D and just go to the beach and chill or just kind of detox from life, you know, every now and again is still important, just as important as building a business, just as important as, you know, connecting with family and friends, because we all need that human connection, the conversation, that something that fuels us to move, that pushes us forward. So, you know, life is a gift, act like it, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, as simple as that sounds and, and it's, and as many times as people probably hear that, they tend to overlook it just yeah. through one ear and out the other. But there is some, there's obvious truth in that. There is, you know, um, it means so much when you finally realize your purpose and how to get there and why you're there. Like all those, those simple questions that we tend to just disregard on a daily basis means so much when you really think about it on a deeper level. Yeah. And by the way, I'll just share, that takes practice also. Yeah. Like for me, it's like you said, it's something you hear a bunch of different times. Oh, I love life just for life itself. Well, for me, I always kind of heard that and saw people say whatever, but in the, the past year or so, I've really been focusing on like, what is, you know, this moment right now is all there is. And this moment right now is a gift. Mm-hmm. And the, the odds of me even existing are like a trillion to one. Mm-hmm. So in this moment, I I beat those odds. I am here. I am existing. I am creating. I am grateful. And the more I introduce gratitude into my life for this moment, the more it starts to show up in just random, random times. Just all of a sudden I'll be hanging out. I'm like, man, I just, I just love life. (laughs) And be like, oh my God, here we go. But I'm like, no, really? Um, And the more you start to do that, your physical, your body creates the physical habit of gratitude for life itself. And that is the way to go through life. It changes you. It changes you once you get in that habit. And I, I don't know if you're a person who practices like daily affirmations or whatnot, but for those that do, um, once you start doing it after a while, you just got to keep the habit up to get there. But once you do, you notice a change in your outlook and your perspective. Um, and a quick side note, like I used to be a realtor 
in my previous life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, some of the coaching and training that I took um, had us practice these daily affirmations. And at first I thought it was a bunch of BS. I was like, I'm not doing that. It just sounds yeah. silly. And, but my, my mindset wasn't there enough. And once I figured out what it was supposed to do and how it was supposed to help and how I saw like all these other people doing something that I wanted to do, um, it started to like self-realization, right? I was like, you know what, maybe I should try it. And it sounds silly at first because you're like sitting there and you're going through your daily affirmations, whether you say them out loud, whether you listen to them, if you've recorded yourself or, or whatnot, it sounds ludicrous <laughs> when you're saying it to yourself in the beginning. Yeah. And then something happens. And, and real quick, I'll just interject and say, to your point in the beginning, and it, it only sounds ludicrous because of your life up until that moment. Mm-hmm. Right. And I always say when I'm introducing this concept to people, if two years from now you got everything that you said during your affirmations, wouldn't it be worth feeling silly for when you're by yourself in the mirror or wherever you are every day anyway? And the answer is always, of course it is. You know, of course it's worth it. But go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just saying because so many people come in, it does feel silly. It does feel, it's like, well, who cares? Like, well, silly for who? Who are you trying to, you know, who, who do you want to be better for, right? Or, or not be silly in front of? be the best version of yourself you got to remind yourself what that actually looks and feels like and it's for you um and i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but one other thing i just want to say is the biggest fear that holds entrepreneurs back really anybody in life from being anything successful is the fear of what others think right in the grand scheme of things people are often just so afraid what someone somewhere else thinks and it, it can guide their whole life and behavior and if we get rid of that fear altogether in this space even as this is like okay well i don't know if i want to just sit here and say these things because it sounds ridiculous well, if it gets you exactly what you want, who are you afraid of, of it sounding ridiculous in front of? You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, the other part of that, right, um, during that training coaching for like in, as being a realtor, what I noticed in the session was, because I think it was like a six to eight week coaching training type of a thing. And at the end, in the beginning, when we started these affirmations, it was, um, okay, this, is, this sounds nuts, right? After a few weeks though, um, people started to just tell everyone else what's been going on this one lady stands up in the middle of the class and she's like i cannot believe it but my 16 year old and we all know how teenagers can get sometimes right my 16 year old had been listening to me say my daily affirmations during in in the morning and he picked it up he started his own affirmations and his outlook in life changed so much so that his attitude changed completely from because they were having trouble before you know trying to get him on track and just kind of you know keep that attitude in check and he was just like you know what I'm going to do this I'm going to try this as well and she was like I didn't realize it had that type of impact for kids that were at least for kids that were watching imagine when you do it intentionally right and you believe in it in in the beginning and I think that's such a powerful powerful message um and the other thing is people spend, you know, depending on what, how old you are, whenever you start your business, you, you have X amount of years of not thinking about those things, right? So you, you've got this pattern of probably and often thinking about, um, you know, many of us who might, I don't, I don't know, everybody's their own story, but so many human beings and so many of my clients have come across it. They, they have 30 years of telling themselves that they're not good enough, <laughs> even if, you know, directly or indirectly. I should lose more weight. I should be in a better relationship. I should be further along in my career. I should, you know, all these different things that we should be doing and full of judgment of ourselves that I'm just not good enough. And so to suddenly change, it's like, I am awesome. 
You know, I have whatever it is I have. I'm in this perfect relationship. I love my job every day. When I wake up in the morning, I love, you know, what I'm doing. I'm grateful to be alive. Like all these different things you're saying, well, that just sounds weird. Well, it sounds weird because you never did it before and you never really <laughs> thought about that. Um, but once you really now, you, you've changed. Before you, you, whether you knew it or not, you had physical energy coming out of your brain. Like, you know, when we have thoughts, we have brain waves. And these were, these were, this is energy focused on us not being good enough. And now we're taking that, we're taking that same amount of physical energy with our thoughts and we're focusing on exactly what we want to bring. And by the way, I also say it's not just enough to say it. Uh, you really have to believe it in that moment and you have to feel it and you have to think about it and then have a, an elevated emotion of gratitude and joy and compassion for this while, you, while you're doing it. Uh, it really does make all the difference in the world. And it actually, on a quantum physics level, it attaches, your, your elevated emotion will, will kind of attach to that thought and, yeah. and, and you know, make it more of a reality. You know, see, side note, um, I had a client tell me, um, or prospective client, excuse me, uh, tell me that uh, she was running these Facebook ads and she, somebody, one person bought it. She had just started, one person had bought it. And she was like, well, I can't believe they would ever buy from me, but this is fantastic. I'm like, wait, let's, let's address the first part of that sentence. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> let's go back. Yeah. Um, because now your mindset is getting in the way of, of what you're trying to accomplish here. Like, what do you mean? Um, I can't believe they bought from me, but no, 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 definitely not. You are worthy. You're more than worthy for what you're trying to accomplish. People buy from you because you are awesome. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We had to go through that. And people have these self-limiting beliefs and self-doubts that they, they tell themselves, you know, like, well, I'm not pretty enough. I'm, I'm too heavy or um, just the, the small, the things they think don't mean anything when they say it to themselves. Like, yeah. Um, and it means everything. It means absolutely everything. But, Thoughts are things. Yes. They say. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. Um, all right, real cool. So uh, I'm curious, though. Do you do you practice a daily routine? I do. Yeah. Uh, every morning I wake up uh, between five thirty and six. I don't use an alarm. I just get up. Mm -hmm. As my brain is going, I know it's time to get up. I get out of bed, I, and I realize I'm sitting there thinking. I might as well be focusing my thoughts. So I then I meditate for uh, anywhere from forty five minutes to an hour. Specifically this year, I've been utilizing meditations by Dr. Joe Dispenza, who I would highly recommend reading any of his books. He's got two. Actually, it's about four. Um, the two that I've read recently, one is called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, and the second one is called Becoming Supernatural. And he has some guided meditations that come along with those books, and so I, I love them, changed my life completely. Uh, so I meditate for 45 minutes to an hour, and then I'll exercise. Either I'll do like a Sean T, T25 thing, or I'll go for a, you know, a light jog. I'm not like super you know, muscle guy. I just try to keep, keep the extra pounds off. Um, and then after that, I will come back, and I will do my, what I call my I am's. And to your point, the, the, my daily affirmations, I am this, I am that. And I, that takes about 10 to 15 minutes. I Then I sit down and I journal for another 10 or 15 minutes. I use um, a book called The Self Journal by a company called Self, Best Self Company. And I love it because it has a whole calendar on the left. I can talk about, I can look at what my whole day is going to look like. And then it has a, a spot for gratitude. And I, I start my day off with three things that I'm grateful for. And then on the other side, I, it says, what are my goals for the day? And for me, my goals are not tasks. My goals aren't like email this person or whatever. My goals are, you know, be present with whomever I'm with, um, be joyfully productive, be the light that I want to see in the world. Um, you know, different things, who do I want to actually be? That is my goal. And I, when I remind my subconscious that as I start my day and actually put it out of my brain and, and with my physical hand onto paper, it really has an influence. And then under that is a spot for tasks. Okay. What would make today a win if I got three things done? Mm -hmm. um, and then once I'm done with that, I do some, some stretching 
And then, uh, yeah, then I'm ready to start my day. So that's how I started. And then at night, I do the same thing. I'll do my, I'll do my, my journal. And then at the end of the day, it's what were the things that I could work on? What were opportunities for growth? And then what are some things, what were some wins for the day? And what am I grateful for again before I go to bed? And then I do my IMs to close out the night. Oh, wow. See, my, mine is totally small. <laughs> when I say that, like I, I'm a journalist, so I love journaling and writing. So I end up writing. Um, yeah. I try to, I try to write daily on stuff like that. So it doesn't happen all the time because of my schedule, but, or I'm just too tired. I just collapse. But of course, <laughs> I do. Uh, journaling has always been one of those things that have, that resonated with me. And I, I encourage those to either do the same thing or just be active because a lot of time you just need your juices flowing and you just need to get out of the house. Right. <laughs> and totally. Um, and that, that's why, like I said, I kind of either do the T25 or the, or the jogging. And what I will say also with all those things, the reason that that has kind of formed into my, my daily routine is because, you know, the meditation is spiritual, mm -hmm. right? So I'm, I'm, I'm working my spiritual muscle. And then I physically do the exercise muscle, right? So then I'm working on movement and I'm getting my body and I'm getting that, that working. And then um, with the, the IAMs, it's also spiritual, but it's also mental and the journal. It's like, so I'm kind of cleaning out my brain to start the day. So I'm really mental, physical, spiritual, emotional. I'm really setting myself up for the best possible success for the day intentionally. And then I know what I'm doing as the day comes and I, I know why I'm here and I know what my purpose is and I know how I want to show up in all those different ways. Um, so it's really, it's, it's, a process of, of creating the best version of myself. I love it. Absolutely love it. Well, um, thank you, Ryan, for being here today. This has been uh, a tremendous like <laughs> conversation. Yeah. I have absolutely enjoyed. I will be mm -hmm. sure to include all of the uh, links that you've mentioned, um, the books that you've mentioned in the show notes. So I think that, yeah, they'll all be there. <laughs> love it. Awesome. And Thank you for all that you're doing, Shakina. This is awesome. And um, you are, you know, you are doing a service. You are having a global impact. You are being the light that you want to see in the world. So keep up the awesomeness. Oh, I appreciate that. I, I do what I can. I do what I can. Yes, you do. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, that wraps up another episode of Building Better Businesses podcast, where we talk mindset, marketing, and business building strategies. If you would like to connect with me or with Ryan, you can do so by uh, reaching out to us. Our contact information will be in the show notes. So, Thank you again, Ryan. Thank you everyone for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.